Hey writer, are you ready to transform your writing career? You may be someone who's been writing for years, but you're tired. You're done wasting years toiling away on fundamentally flawed manuscripts. Maybe you have a few limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Maybe self-doubt likes you. Maybe you have hit rejection too many times. Maybe you worry you're just not that good of a writer. But you have goals. You are ambitious. You are driven and you're committed. You know you want a career as a writer. You want to be a career writer. You want to publish your books, to share your voice with the world, your stories. The good news is I have a place where you will find you belong. I am launching the Book Edit Collab. This is a high-tier mentorship program designed to take you from where you currently are in this struggle and completely transform you and your career so that you have written the best book of your life, that you've set yourself up for a lifetime of writing better than ever, of fulfilling your dreams, and giving you every opportunity so that you actually have a chance to be one of the people who get published, get a publishing deal, win awards. My goal is that you find your success and that might be just getting published. You might be planning, I just want to get published. I just want an agent, but I want a little more of than that for you. I want to see you write a story that fills you up, that lights your soul on fire. And I want to see you grow into the writer that I know you can be. Readers read for the magic that a book can give them. And you are the one who provides that magic. You create magic. But sometimes you need a little help. So that's why I'm here. So the Book Edit Collab is going to be a six-month intensive. It is a mentorship program that only houses eight writers at most in this program. I can only work with eight manuscripts at a time because we're going to go deep. It's going to include deep one-on-one coaching and editing, group coaching with the entire cohort of eight writers, monthly seminars where I'll teach a new topic every month on something that is super essential to your career and your path moving forward. You'll gain access to high-level guest experts that most people never get the chance to speak with. You'll receive a jam-packed library of resources. Literally everything you need to know, you can just find and research and learn on your own. But I'll be there to give you that one-on-one deeper support throughout the whole thing. You'll have a like-minded community. Your cohort will be people just like you who are determined to grow and make this the best year ever. And you'll receive support and accountability. The Book Edit Collab is something I'm really excited about. It is lighting me up, and that's always the key. If I'm lit up, it's because I'm serving you in the best way I can, and I want to see those eight authors, those, or it could be a co-writing team, but I want to see those eight manuscripts, those eight authors truly give everything they have into their writing so that When they walk away six months later, they are just in awe of where they are. If you want to learn more, you can visit katiemccoach.com slash book edit collab. Learn more about the program and apply there. Applications close December 31st, 2022.
for the January cohort, which begins officially January 16th. But everyone will find out if they're part of the group by January 4th. I am accepting on an ongoing basis, so the sooner you apply, the better your chances, because once I hit those eight people, it will be closed up. I cannot accept anyone else. I would love to make this your year of transformation. katiemccoach.com slash book edit collab. See you there. Welcome to the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast, a podcast for busy writers who want to cut through the fluff with exact strategies for launching their author career. I'm Katie McCoach, your book coach, guide, unqualified therapist, and cheerleader. Since 2012, I've helped hundreds of writers become authors, gain confidence, and grow their best stories yet. Let's do the same for you. This is the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast. How to stop the suckage from derailing you. I'm going to level with you, writer. I have put off this podcast for weeks. It's not just this episode. I've literally put off doing more podcast episodes for weeks. And it all comes back to the topic of this episode today. Perfectionism. Now, I'm not someone who has always identified with the idea of a perfectionist because I mean I feel like I'm a mess most of the time right like I feel like I'm always putting out stuff that I always think could be better and so when someone says they're perfectionist or businesses or coaches in the writing industry you know talk about being a perfectionist as a writer I just think well I mean, I don't put out stuff that's perfect, (laughs) so how could I be, right? But when it comes down to it, I do seem to have sort of the habits of a perfectionist, right? So I am one, right? We, I don't think I am. I don't identify with the name of it. And yet when I look at some of the stuff that I do and the reasons that I hesitate to follow through is because I always think it needs to be better than it is. I always think it's not good enough and that I could do better. And so I might as well wait until I do better, right? Might as well wait until I'm better at the thing. Which makes me laugh because when you say it out loud, you realize how could you get better at the thing without actually doing the thing? Yeah. So that's what today's episode is about. So here's the thing. I want to talk about perfectionism and and honestly how it's shown up for me because I think it'll help you if this is something you deal with and then also how it can show up for writers and some ways to kind of work through it and how to build your confidence while you allow yourself to not be perfectionist. So first, it's I think a matter of understanding if you are perfectionist, how is it showing up for you? In my world, one of the ways it shows up is, <laughs> well, this podcast, for example. So I launched this podcast in September 2022. And now, twice now, I have gone a couple weeks without posting an episode. I have sat on episodes. They've been recorded not getting them recorded. They're ready to go. I might just need to do a few tweaks. 
but I look at them and I'm like, I don't think it's my best work. I don't know if it's good enough. Um, is that really the episode I want to put out there? And it's like, it's funny because I recorded the episode for a reason and the content is what is supposed to help people. But I am so concerned about my delivery in the content that I'm afraid to put it out. I'm afraid to share it with the world because I don't think it's good enough. I think I could do better. And let's just be real. Some of that's a bunch of bullcrap, right? Yeah, I, eventually I will be better. Eventually I could do the same content episode in a year and it'd be so much smoother than this one. But it would come at a different time, come at a different place. And I somehow have to get from now to then, right? I have to get better. How am I going to get better if I'm not actually doing this stuff? And also, if I sit on that, well, then I'm not helping someone now who might need it. And I want that piece to sink in. I'm going to let it sink in for me. Clearly, I need it. But also for you as a writer, are there things that you're sitting on you're afraid to put out there because you think it's not good enough, but you're you're keeping the world from something that the world could use or one person could use. One person could read and be so transformed, but you're sitting on it because you think it can be better in the future. And maybe it can be, but how are you going to get there if you don't keep pushing through, if you don't get it out there, if you don't make the efforts, right? So that's one of the ways that it's been showing up for me lately. Um, Another place is that you know, when it comes to social media and my newsletter, and honestly, anytime I have to talk to you guys, um, my podcast, any, my, literally anytime that I have to actually communicate with the people I want to help, which is ironic, right? Because how else am I going to help you all if I don't reach out to you? But then the moment I go to actually be visible, I pull back because now I can be judged. Now people have something to say and think about me, about how I deliver information, about how I help or don't help. And that becomes difficult to to work through, right? However, I have to think about why I'm doing it in the first place. And so that's when I pull back and say, it's not about me anymore. Who cares what you guys all think about me if one of you is helped because I of something I say or do, then that's the whole point, right? But if I keep myself, if I constantly keep myself from putting things out there and sharing them, well, then what? How am I going to be able to help anyone? So perfectionism is literally holding me back from making someone else's life better in some way. Those are a few ways that, you know, perfectionism has showed up for me lately, literally keeping me from even sharing a podcast with you. Like I'm, I've hesitated. I, I am not kidding you. I sat in my office, stared at my computer, biting my nails, truly for probably an hour 
just knowing I was going to write this episode. I was going to record it and being terrified to do so. I feel like it's not my best, right? Like I'm, I'm literally in a phase of dealing with how to deal with perfectionism. So I almost feel like, how can I tell you about it now? I haven't mastered it. But I think actually this is a good time to let you in on something, to show you you can be in the middle of working through something and still get out there or still do the thing that will help someone. And sometimes that's more important and sometimes it's better than waiting, right? If I just kept waiting until I felt better, well then, am I helping anyone? Definitely not myself. I would not be helping myself if I just sat here and waited until I thought I was going to get better. P.S. doesn't happen that way. You can't just wait for things to get better. So let's move into really how this shows up, you know, and, and how you can basically stop the suckage from derailing you, right? So here's the thing. Sometimes when perfectionism gets in your way, you have to just do a few things. Number one, do it anyway. That's, that is why I'm here on this podcast today. And that is why I'm doing this. My, my insides are curling. I really want to be biting my nails right now. I definitely am feeling like I'm not, I'm, I can't show up this way. I'm not good enough. I'm not ready. I gotta be better. But again, I have to show up anyway and do it anyway, because I can't get better if I don't. So sometimes you have to do it anyway. You've, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, done is better than perfect. Sometimes that really makes me feel better. Sometimes it's one of those phrases you hear so often, you just, you become numb to it, right? So that's why I'm saying instead of done is better than perfect, because yeah, literally getting this done is going to be better than waiting until it's perfect because it will never happen, right? I'll never think it's good enough. So then I'll just never do it. Or I'll think it's good enough and I'll do one episode a month because I feel like they have to be perfect and I won't get shit out there. I mean, that's that's why I've put I've had a couple stops because I have been afraid of putting stuff out there. And again, who am I helping? It's certainly not me and it's certainly not you. So instead of maybe done is better than perfect because yes, that might help you, it might not. Um, what about let it suck? What if we just let it suck? What if we just let it be the worst? Sometimes letting it suck lets you off the hook. If people judge you for something sucking, <laughs> F them, right? <laughs> like, okay, then they don't have to pay attention to you. I mean, I have to tell myself that a lot too. Like if you're going to judge me because I'm not perfect and I'm coming and I'm giving you advice, well, then you're not going to find value in what I say. The people who will find value are the people who like to know that there is a light at the end. There are paths forward, but that the person who's giving you the advice is human and they've been through it. And so now you guys are literally watching me go through it and I'm doing it as an example to show you, you can do it too. I might not be feeling perfect about this because I'm not, but I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm letting it suck. 
and I want you to do the same. If I tried to give you this advice and didn't do it myself, then it wouldn't be worth it, right? So here I am letting it suck because I want you guys to do the same. I want you to let it suck. Another way you can kind of beat perfectionism is, or let's say another way you can build your confidence so you can allow sucking to happen, right? So you can feel okay about sucking happening (laughs) is to try a smaller stepping stone to get more comfortable. So if you are struggling with writing, um, let's say that you're struggling to, I don't know, let's say that you're struggling to share your story for the first time with a beta reader and it's really intimidating. You've never done it before and you just like want your book to be perfect before you share it with a beta reader. Now there are two layers to that. One is it'll never be perfect. Let's just keep that in mind. And two is um, with beta readers, the whole point is for them to help you before you put it out in the world, right? So they're there to help you before it's technic- before it's quote unquote perfect. So remember the step you're taking and the context around it in this situation, you're sharing it with people who don't expect it to be perfect. But another piece to that is if that's too intimidating to share an entire book with beta readers, then can you do something smaller or different to get comfortable with that stage? Can you start with a chapter? Maybe you start with one chapter. Maybe instead of immediately launching into getting feedback, you ask instead for positivity feedback. You specifically say, right now, all I want is positive feedback. I only want to know what's working. I do not want to hear what you don't like. I'm not ready for that yet. There is no shame in that. We need to know where our strengths are and it's important to know them because you got to grow on them. And sometimes the joy and preserving the joy is more important than growing in some moments. Some moments, joy is more important than growing. And tapping into that easier, more often, in turn, will help you grow. So if you need to, get positivity feedback. Ask for people to just give you the good so you can land on that every time in the future as you start to work through the things that need to change. Another example with writing, let's say, would be you're going to publish your book and you're about to get it, you're about to put it up on Amazon or it's releasing and real reader reviews are coming out and you're terrified. What is a smaller stepping stone for that? Well, maybe to get comfortable with what's about to come, you read advanced reader reviews. So if you work with a publisher, you typically, they'll send off your book to advanced readers. They'll read the copy before it's out. And maybe you can get some of those previous reviews, those early reviews. Or if you're self-publishing, send it out to a few people and say, here's the book for free. I would love your feedback before it goes out. That's a great way to get a little more comfortable with something like that. In another case, you know, you could do some sort of A-B testing. So for example, let's say your book cover, you're nervous about your book cover. Is it good enough? 
and you're afraid to release the book because, well, that book cover better be perfect. And again, we might never, never get there. But if you're worried and you feel like maybe you're, you're too worried about the book cover, either being the right fit for the audience or being good looking enough or attracting attention, you could A-B test it. Put out two copies, two versions, um, and t- ask your audience, ask people, hey, which one are you more likely to dive into? Which one do you, are you more likely to buy? Which one grabs your attention? Which one makes you think fantasy? Which one makes you think thriller? So try A-B testing. Another way is to look at whatever you're doing and try to see what is a different version of that that you could handle easier or better. Or you feel like, oh, I can actively make changes during this. And what you'll learn from that will lead you to a better such situation for later. So I know that sounds so vague. So let me let me share my example. I used to always say I would every now and then I'd be asked to do podcast interviews and I was always very adamantly against it. Never going to do a podcast interview. Never, ever, ever thought I would do a podcast myself. No. I mean, really, this literally only came up this couple months ago. I never wanted to because I was terrified. What is it like when people just hear my voice and they don't see my face? Like they're not going to like me. I'm going to say, um, too much, which I do. Oh, I do. I'm going, I'm not going to know what to say. Like this is, I won't sound professional enough. I won't sound knowledgeable enough. And so I just wrote it off. But now looking back, there were steps I took to get to this point where now, yes, I'm still, obviously, as I started this episode, I'm still feeling all those things, but I've spent enough time in other places to get to warm me up for this so that I know I can move forward and I will get better. So what I did in, let's see, 2020, um, yes, pandemic year, was I had started Facebook group and in my Facebook group I went live every week so every Tuesday I went live with my group and I would just get on and just show up for an hour and hope that people would show up too and ask questions so in the beginning because I feared no one would show up I would just have some plans of things to talk about so I'd kind of do like an impromptu off the cuff, like we're going to talk about this topic, just something I would do on the podcast, essentially. And I would hope people would come. Um, But I was, but at that time, some people might think putting your face on sounds terrifying. But for some reason to me, it was easier to deal with because I knew well, they can't judge me as much face to face, right? Because they're getting my voice and my face and hopefully I seem more personable because of it. And it's live. So there's that direct feedback and real time comment and, and discussion. So what I would do is I would get, I would start talking and then I would just open it up. Anyone could submit questions. So although no one else was live with me, um, on video, 
their comments were. So if they were watching live, they could ask me questions while we were t- while I was on. And the back and forth engagement was something that really helped me feel more comfortable about what I'm talking about in the first place because someone would ask a question and I would be like, oh yeah, answer here. There you go. And it was all live. So I had to just run with it. There was no editing option as there is with this. Not that I'm the best at editing. So I keep some of the weird stuff, but that really helped me get comfortable helping people answer questions, let myself exist in the world. And so to you, that might seem huge. um, And I get that. It also helped me. I'll just quickly say the other reason I really wanted to do it is because I, I was beginning to move into coaching, which was, you know, so much Zoom, one-on-one and Zoom. And I wanted to be more comfortable with my coaching clients. And by doing this, there was really nothing at stake. It was free for anyone who watched. It was just some time out of my schedule for me. And it allowed me the chance to feel good that I know what I know, um, to to be on video, to talk to people, and to get that real-time feedback. So then when I showed up for my coaching calls, I felt more and more comfortable every time. Now, they I don't think twice, you know, before I hop in a coaching call because I love it. But there was a time when I, I mean, (laughs) there was a time when I was definitely shaking. I was shaking in nerves before I'd hop on calls. So think about how there could be some other ways you can start small and build yourself up to a better place so that you've, you've gained the confidence to get to a bigger point. Now, My only caveat there is I don't want you to spend too long trying to do all the other things before you do the actual thing. Make sure it's actually related and that it's a direct line to what you need to do. So if it's getting feedback on your work and you're too, you're worried about getting feedback on the whole book at once, start with your chapters and grow and go from there. If you are afraid about entering a contest for your whole book then start with contests that are small short stories or poems or something really small that gets your feet wet, get you experience in what it's like to submit for a contest and get feedback from judges and go from there. You're always going to get better, you know? So then that leads me to a couple other points. So I already said to get positive feedback when you're struggling Um, And the other thing I would say is you need to surround yourself by supporters. This is something we don't really realize can be so hard for a while um, until we look around and we realize when we talk to someone about our dreams and our goals, they kind of project their fears onto us. So sometimes they make us feel worse that we have these goals. And I do feel that a lot of times it is projection on their behalf. So if you find that you're surrounded by people who don't seem to believe in you or think that what you're doing is, is too beyond, then I need you to pull back and surround yourself by people who are trying to achieve similar things. This is why having community for writers is so important because it's a bunch of people who know what it takes 
and they're all in it and they're determined. And wouldn't it be nice to be surrounded by people who see how hard it is and are doing it too? So surround yourself by people who will support you and lift you up. Another way to defeat (laughs) perfectionism, you just need to remember you can always get better. You have to start somewhere. You have to start in a place where you suck. But you get to go up from there. So how cool is that? Like I said, I started doing those Facebook Live and I started coaching. And now I group coach, which I was terrified of. And now I have a podcast, which I was terrified of. So get comfortable in one medium and you'll begin to find that you can move into another or you can grow that medium and you can get stronger. You can get bigger. You can allow yourself to exist in more spaces or be more visible. Whatever your whatever is keep whatever thing perfectionism is keeping you from, you can do it because you're going to get better all the time. The more you do it, the more you get better. And remember that you can't get there if you don't go through the steps. You, you literally cannot hop from A to Z and expect it to be seamless and seem like you're perf- perfect, a professional, that you've been writing for 100 years. No, you can't go from never writing to someone who reads like they've been writing for a lifetime. You just can't. Not in a short time. You have to go through the steps. As much as I can teach you how to write a great story, the only way you're actually going to write a great story is to do the work and write it, right? So I can help you write a really good story, write the best story you ever possibly can, but you have to actually do it. And so a lot of times that means you have to suck at it a lot, but that's okay. Allow the sucking to happen. And then let's see, I would say you just got then another way to kind of deal with perfectionism keeping you back is give yourself some small check-in points, some small wins, some places where you can mark on your progress wheel and say, well, look, I did this or I reached this point and I couldn't have pictured that point. I think this is important for us to do all the time. And it, it seems hard as writers because we're like, well, how do you know when you get better? But one of the things you'll find is if, you, if you're away from something long enough, you've been working on something and you look back at the original, you can clearly see when you've done a lot of revising, oh, wow, that's different. Or even if you can't see it, something that happens a lot with my writers is, let's say we work on one book, they do a lot of work, a lot of revisions, and then they go, they apply all of that, all of their new knowledge to book one just grueling revisions, right? And then they go to book two. And the natural, just original base level that comes out, the content there is miles beyond where book one started. And maybe it's not even just the writing stronger. It's that it flows easier they're having more fun, it comes out in a quicker, more enjoyable way. So sometimes things show up in a way you don't expect, but that's progress. You will see the progress. You just have to be open to seeing it. 
and allow yourself to pull back. Stop judging yourself so harshly and pull back and say, whoa, look at this. I did all this. So consider some small check-in points, some small wins. You know, one for me is probably going to be consistently posting new episodes of the podcast. Uh, Once I found that I am doing that for a couple months straight, I'm going to be like, hey, look at me. I beat that, that piece of perfectionism holding me back. Another is, you know, for example, when I was the first time I taught a class, I taught it with another writer. And so we co-taught a class and that was my first class in person that I ever taught. I was terrified. Oh my gosh. I was shaking. I was so nervous, truly just dying of nerves. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I was so nervous and it was, it was hard pushing through, but I did and I survived and next time it got easier next time I got easier and now I'll just show up for a class where there could be a hundred people there could be three people and I'm ready to go let's do it let's start and I haven't done it in person in a while but with how many times now I've spoken to people I've do, I do this podcast I've done my Facebook lives I've taught workshops I've gone done conferences um and a lot of zooms now I know that confidence comes from, number one, having done the thing enough times. So confidence comes with action. You have to do the thing. The more you do it, the more confident you get. And number two, also I believe confidence comes with how much you know something. So the more I have prepared or the more I know what I'm talking about, the easier it is to move forward and do the thing because I can fall back on my knowledge. So if you're also dealing with struggling, like I don't, I'm struggling with perfectionism. I can't move forward because I don't know enough. Then give yourself a little grace, pull back and, and learn, learn a little more. Just don't let that get in the way of you never doing anything, which again is why people say done is better than perfect because you can easily get yourself into a endless circle of never ever actually doing the thing because you spend so long giving excuses to why you're not ready that you don't do it. So just don't let that happen. I've been there. I've done that. Working through it myself. I'm literally here right now working through it in front of you, with you. And so I want to see you do the same. So I'm showing up completely unperfect just all the suckage. (laughs) I want to see you do the same. Okay, that's all I'll leave you with today, Raiders. Until next time, keep growing.